Welcome to the Beyond the Perimeter podcast. Podcast. The podcast where we discuss everything security. Each week, we cover the latest and biggest breaches to hit the news and talk to different security experts to learn about their experiences in the security industry. It's time for Beyond the Perimeter podcast with your host, Zev Brodsky. Welcome to episode two of the Beyond the Perimeter podcast, the podcast where we discuss everything security. If you're a first-time listener, in each episode, we discuss the biggest breach in the past month and interview a different security expert to gain their insights when it comes to their expertise in the security industry. In this episode, I'll discuss the Google Chrome spyware breach and interview Ms. Rude Weitzman, who is COO and cybersecurity consultant at QMasters. We'll end the episode with our security tip of the month. Now for the breach of the month. On June 18th, security researchers at Awake Security report that millions of Chrome users were exposed to a record spyware breach linked to extensions downloaded from Google's official web store. The discovery is believed to be one of the biggest attacks of its kind and resulted in Google removing more than 70 malicious extensions. Most of the free browser extensions downloaded about 32 million times claimed to warn users about unsafe websites or convert files from one format to another. Instead, they were accessing users' browsers' history and website logins. It is still unclear who was behind this attack as the developers of the Chrome extension supplied fake contact information when they submitted the extensions to Google. My suggestion when downloading third-party Chrome extension is not to grant access to data or other information on your machine. Google can't ever guarantee 100% security on all their third-party add-ons, so you must be careful. I interviewed Ms. Rude Weitzman, who is the CEO and cybersecurity consultant at QMasters, about her experience and insights as a CISO at a startup. We're thrilled to have Rude Weitzman on our podcast today. Rude is the CEO and uh, cybersecurity consultant at QMasters cyber consulting firm. Rude specializes in designing complicated cyber defense architecture aligned with businesses and technology strategy that are up to date with emerging cyber threats and vulnerabilities. One of her leading projects is providing ongoing CISO service for a crypto startup, cryptocurrency startup. Rude, we're really happy to have you today uh, to learn about your experience as a as a CISO and uh, about, and and hear about your experience in the security. Um, to get started, how did you get started in security? Thank you, Zev. I'm also excited to be here today. Um, thank you for having me. So I've been working in the tech industry for over 20 years, 10 of them in cyber and information security. Uh, I've been working with governmental defense, military, financial and tech sectors, um, acting as cybersecurity experts, architecting and designing complex security defense mechanism. Um, when I started my career, the .NET bloomed and I was young, curious and eager to learn everything possible about this uh, exciting industry. And so I took courses, read a lot, researched, asked, and and learned on the job, of course. I was lucky to work with the talented, supportive people. And being a people person myself, I kept in touch with many of them over the years. I actually still keep in touch with my first boss from 20 years ago. So I found that this helped me a lot in my career. I always had someone to consult with, and uh, whether it was professional or career issues. And since it's such a small industry in Israel. I worked with many of my previous peers and colleagues again and again in different projects and different companies. Would you would you say having a mentor early on really shaped shaped what your career is to today? Yes, definitely. Um, 
I always had someone to, to speak with and ask questions and consult. So it, it's really important. Uh, in some aspects in, during my career, um, I always found someone to, to talk to. So it really helped. How did you make the segue into uh, the position as a CISO? Because from you said you have experience in security, but how did you make the segue to go to the, the C-level as a CISO? Um, so consulting and working with different sectors, I've seen how every organization has a different approach when it comes to, to cybersecurity management. And over the years, I saw how organizations handled cyber attacks, how they manage cyber operations and different approaches to security strategies. I learned from project to project, gained experience, and that allowed me to feel confident in my knowledge and ability to spot vulnerabilities and needs. Okay. Um, and at, at what point in your career did you become a CISO after a certain amount of years, or would you feel it was a more a certain amount of experience, and then you uh, then you became a CISO? Um, both. Well, with the years came the experience, so it goes hand in hand. Um, and also, um, I had some business. I had a lot of business background. I did um, strategy projects and management projects. So it all combined together. I, I also have, um, in addition to all the technology experience and, um, and certificates, I also have an MBA. So it worked perfectly together. Um, what was your first 90 days like when, when you started out as a CISO? Well, my duty as a CISO was to develop a strategy to protect the company's data. Um, this should always be done by working with IT and business teams. Full collaboration is required to identify, develop, develop, implement, and maintain cyber policy and processes across organization. So uh, for the first 30 days, I worked on establishing relationships and trust. I took the time to understand the organizational structure, uh, who is who, how are they uh, used to work, what technology do they use, where is the data? Uh, do they print? Do they have access to data from mobile phones? Since they already encountered a security incident, I asked different people what happened and how did they feel about it and so on. So it was important to me to get my peers to trust me and get on board for the good of the company. Uh, one of the things that I emphasized was that this is not an audit and I'm not looking for fraud. I'm looking to understand how they are used to work so I could assist them to do it in a secure way. Now, for the following 60 days, I worked on security assessment and gap analysis. I worked with the business unit managers and with leading personnel in those units to map the critical business processes and find cyber vulnerabilities. The biggest challenge was inventory, data systems, storage, and physical devices. The, the little documentation that they actually had wasn't updated. So in fact, I had to start from scratch and I had assistance from department uh, heads for data. Uh, I asked the IT manager to help with systems and applications. DevOps helped me with storage information and I asked the office manager for help with all the physical assets. And since this was a very long process, I started raising cyber risks and security awareness during that time. I sent periodic updates of cyber incidents. 
um, relevant to the industry and send do and don't tips and so on. Um, so at that time, everyone already knew who I was and started consulting with me about phishing emails, mobile security questions, and also some personal questions such as how to know if the gaming application that their kids are using are actually safe. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a great that's a great answer. Kind of getting were you like the, would you say that you were the first person security per person on in the company and and how would you say like how did that affect the rest of the employees with their security hygiene? Like you said that you presented them tips and stuff like that, but were were the employees did you feel that they already had security training or had some kind of security hygiene before? Not really. Um, that was one of the, the challenges. Um, people at startup are tech savvy. They're agile and informed of tech news. Um, nevertheless, I found that their cyber risk awareness is very limited. Um, it shows in little things such as leaving the workstation unlocked when they take a break or mobile phone passcode is one to six. Everyone knows what um, that there is something called phishing, but most of them will fall for a spear phishing attack that would be slightly more sophisticated than the usual spam. So you're saying like if a spear phishing, for example, is if, an, if the CEO would send them an email, it looked like it would be an email from the CEO and they, they, would, they couldn't tell the difference that there was the one letter or it was like, or it was .con or instead of .com, for example. Right, right. Okay, how how could have these different challenges been avoided uh, in a small startup? <clears throat> so, other than um, um, people challenges, uh, you know, as they say in security, we divide everything to according to the golden triangle of challenges: people, process, and technology. So, um, in terms of processes, uh, it it is rare to find a startup with structured security policy or procedures. The work procedures are not cons consistent and are usually open to interpretation. And new employees just learn how things work from their bodies and not in a formal way. Um, in terms of, of technology, one of the biggest challenge for me was lack of consistency in um, that there was no one central domain to manage users, permissions and access to, to data resources. Also, the lack of group policy, GPO, every change of configuration or any OS or application updates required an IT person to take each and every computer and install or update manually. In many cases, employees have admin rights on their computers and they can just install whatever they want freely. Well, um, in fact, software installation should be done by IT professionals and also be documented so the company will have an updated inventory. And since small startup employees are usually um, early adopters and updated on, on new apps and tools, you can expect to see a lot of different SaaS um, security as a service and, and, um, and cloud-based software. Um, marketing, data, R&D, DevOps, product, support division they, they each would have their own preferred cloud-based software uh, that track their operation manage uh, tickets analyze user behavior with with such wide diversity um, and every computer is is different and unlike the other it, it's difficult for the CISO to keep her inventory updated um, 
in order to know what are the vulnerabilities and, and to manage the risk that she's in charge of. Um, so how, how would these uh, challenges would have been avoided? Well, uh, I would recommend any organization to prioritize security as preventive security instead of just waiting for a data breach or security incident. Preventive security is, is critical and um, and required for the, for the company's sanity and reputation, you know, and it, it's best if it's designed and built into the foundation of everything that the company builds and not added as an afterthought. Would you recommend companies where they would have solely, where the employees would have other non-IT or security employees, they would have less admin um, accessibility to applications and other, um, other, like you said, SaaS service to download onto their computers. So everything would be solely on the IT and security team to make sure that nothing, no leaks would, uh, would enter or no, not downloading any unwanted applications. Yes, definitely. Um, it will help both in terms of security. Um, you, we will always know what we have installed and that it's trusted. And also in terms of, uh, of inventory and, um, the need to, to, to run updates and, and change management and so on. Where do you see the CISO position in the organization hierarchy? So you see that young new companies and lean startups tend, tend to think that they can protect themselves without any help. They think that their R&D or IT team can handle security issues without a CISO. And for companies who are at the beginning of their operation and still don't have much assets, data or clients, and who are still under the radar, it might be true. But at this point, their reputation is not so high and cyber, cyber attack might um, not be so lucrative. So, so in these cases, attackers won't have real motivation to target such companies. And so we see startups um, at this point who handle security by themselves. And with the organic growth, they will outsource some of the specific security needs to skilled professionals. Yet once the organization feels that damage to its assets or data exposure would be painful, financially, by reputation, or in some industries might also cost human life, it's time to enhance cyber resilience and to reduce risk. And this is how you know it's time to have a dedicated CISO as part of top management on board. And I'm saying top management for a reason because when management is security oriented and the CISO is a top level security exec who reports directly to the CEO, it will reflect in collaboration and budget, which are the core of any project. Um, this is an enterprise or lean startup. Um, it, it goes for both. Okay, so you, like a traditional companies usually with large, larger enterprises who would have CISOs or CSOs. So you're saying even at young startups, they should really be thinking to their about their future and and implementing a, a and a, bringing on a CISO uh, on top on their management team. Um, right. Uh, when when they feel that they're mature enough uh, to have someone managing their their security on to be dedicated to managing their security. That then it's time to have that, that person as part of management. And, and they would know that they are ready if um, any damage to the assets or that data exposure would be painful. Uh, for security experts looking to become a CISO, what is your advice for them? 
Well, I would advise to have more of a service approach, be a business enabler rather than blocker. Uh, don't just say no, say how it is possible to, to do things in a secure way. Gain the trust and collaboration of peers and colleagues and uh, work along the business objectives. Also remember that the weakest link can be your strongest link, and these are the employees. Don't just focus on technical skills and, and solutions. And since uh, much of CISO's job involves management and advocating for security with company leadership, top management and department heads. So in addition to having good technical foundation, risk assessment and management experience, a CISO should also have business background and communication skills in order to succeed. Okay. Um, where can people find you online uh, with any of your content or any, with any of your insights? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Okay. Ruth, thank you so much for taking the time, really getting some insights about being a CISO at a startup. And uh, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time out of your busy schedule. And thanks so much. Thank you so much, Zev, for the opportunity. Now for our security tip of the month. Clicking without thinking is reckless. Just because you can click doesn't mean that you should. Remember, it can cost you a hefty sum. Malicious links can cause damage in several different ways, so be sure to inspect links. That's this week's episode of the Beyond the Perimeter podcast. Don't forget to join us next month for another episode. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.